Welcome to Tales from Behind the Veil. I'm Patrice Catan, and I'm an expert in the fashion, bridal, and event planning industry for over 40 years. And I'm Leah Hasledge, Patrice's producer and sidekick. On today's episode, we have bridal gown designer Jimmy Huang sharing his professional journey from pageant gown designer to launching his bridal collection. Jimmy and Patrice will also share their advice on what to look for when shopping for your perfect dress. Hi, Jimmy. Welcome to my podcast. I'd like to introduce you and discuss with them the expertise you have in fashion designing wedding gowns. You know, I've known you over the years. You started with prom, you went to pageant, and now you have one of the finest lines in the industry. Tell us a little bit about how you got started. So I got started because I always felt like I want to have full control of what I did. I co-designed with my mother when we first started the business. And uh, when I decided to go on my own to start a Vienna prom, I, I wanted to be able to have a, a very clear direction, a very targeted audience that I wanted to promote to and stay very focused on what I do. So that's why I started this whole division. You know, when you design, Jimmy, what really inspires you? Is it the time of year of the fashion, what the fashion is used for, the type of client that we're dealing with in today's changes in fashion? What motivates you to come up with these gorgeous, gorgeous fashions? I think to me, it's always a challenge. Your client your season, your designs, it's on a, ever changing on a daily basis. And a lot of time I get asked this question, it's like, what inspire you this season? Personally, during my design, there's no season because I'm constantly getting inspiration on a daily basis. I'm constantly designing on a daily basis. The only time for me to have a, a season is when I finally sit down and look at all the inspiration, all the sketch and all the things I accumulate throughout the year and then I decided, okay, this is going to go into spring and then that goes into fall and stuff like that. Because a lot of the times that I see the biggest challenge with a lot of designers is they push things into in a certain time frame or certain periods to try to come up with, with a design. You know, we are humans. Sometimes we get inspired, sometimes we don't. So when you restrict into the, such a small time frame, a lot of times you're going to have a hard time coming up with it. I agree, Jimmy, and I think you're very smart not to limit it to a season. The reason being is it also limits the exposure of the item. People think that different fabrics are for different seasons. It's really not necessary. But while we're talking, what really interests me is the fabrics in today's market. What is different about the fabrics today that entices the young girls getting married to purchase these certain fabrics? I think that, um, you know, with our brides these days, everybody has some type of fabric in mind by the time they, they come to the store. You know, you have girls that want lightweight, whimsical, flowy. Then you have these traditional brides that want to have the classic satins and and even tapestries or even some of the, the more traditional heavier material. And then you have the new Gen Z that comes in and say, you know what, I want to do something for the future. I wanted to save our planet. I want to do these kind of things to bond with the current trend that, you know, every industry is trying to help to keep our planet green. 
No, I agree with everything you're saying, and I think it's very interesting as probably one of the most creative designers I've seen over 40 years, looking not only at your designs, but your photography. The the gowns talk to you. This is very important from my aspect as a consultant, that a bride comes in and says, this fits my personality. What do you have for me? These are the designs I'm looking for. This is what creates who you are today, who is one of the most popular creative people in the bridal industry. And it all started from pageant. Mm -hmm. Uh, Prom and pageant. And all you did, right, you decreased the jewels is all you did in some cases. Mm -hmm. Okay, let me ask you another question. Everybody goes, what's the trends for 2023 and 24? I mean, let's broaden it. You know, a lot of things just don't die in one year. A lot of things are tradition. Is some tradition coming back or are we going in a different direction? Right now, what's trending, what we've been seeing that the brides are requesting is a lot plainer and simpler gowns. They are all looking into where the gowns are cut in such a unique way it, it, it emphasized the curvature, their body shapes, and things like that. And then, of course, then you you have you know the traditional that wants to be jeweled and stuff like that. But a large growth in the trend of having a lot simpler. It's just strictly the cut, strictly the fabric, and and they want to keep the focus on themselves and have the gowns emphasize their, their shape. Now, with the full-figured brides, this is always a very uh, temperamental subject. Mm-hmm. Um, we, as bridal consultants, always tried to make the bride understand that you are also beautiful, but there's different styles that work for different body sizes. And I see with a lot of your designs that you're going in that direction. Right, correct. Um, you know, we have a very general following the, the industry that, hey, you know, mermaid is good for certain type of body, your A-lines, your sheet and, and stuff like that. But however, you know, with the recent requests and, and things like that, that we actually gone from size 0 to 20 offering, now we've gone to 0 to 30. It's the reason is that our gowns are constructed in such a way that even going beyond the, the standard sizing chart that we are actually be able to still work on on the bride's body between those sizes. Yes, and that's what makes you so unique in the industry. What's the most popular color now of a wedding gown? We are, you know, having only two type of combinations. We have ivory nude, uh, which is ivory lace, and then we use the new lining on the bottom. And then we have ivory on ivory. We, we are still fairly new to the industry, and I'm I'm a type of person who want to keep everything lean and focused. So until we get to a certain growth, by the current time, we're just, you know, growing in a, such a rapid pace. We want to keep everything as straightforward as possible. That's a good business move. I appreciate the amount of talent that you have, um, what you brought to the industry. Can you add anything else um, in the bridal world that stands out? I think that the, the biggest thing that we we have seen and what we have done that brides appreciate is that in our gown designs, we offer 
a lot of accessories that's included in their in their package. So we have like coat shoulders with sleeves, overall trains and the flyaway trains and stuff like that. And then a lot of times these are all included in, in our pricing. I tell brides that, hey, you know, when you pay for a gown and 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 you go work with your photographer, you only get this much range of poses and looks and stuff like that. But when you have coat shoulders, when you have sleeves, when you have veils, when you have trains, that's all together, you're gonna have five or six looks with just one gown. And all these are included in, in our pricing. And also all these accessories, when we design and made them, they are all removable. So they're a snap or a hook and eye on, so you can take it off. So this is not a one look and here's another look. So, you know, at the end of the day, after the wedding, all you have memory from is your photography, your videography, and then the gown. So I think it's very important if a gown that's designed in today's world that gives a bride a multi- multiple look, it is the, the most valued. You know, it's almost like paper dolls when I was growing up as a little girl. You added and you subtract and you created this little paper figure. And the brides today have the pleasure of taking a design and creating it just for them in so many words. So each gown is a design, but it's also their own design when they add or subtract something from the gown. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you do photography, you're correct, Jimmy, you can do all kinds of things if you have all those components with the gown. That if you limit it, your components and your choices are not as long. Welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts. Anything else you can tell us about your success in the business? The photography for bridal is phenomenal. And every time I see it, it talks to me. I mean, you got people laying down in water. How the heck did you get them in there? Or is it a fake? With this shoot, uh, having models swim underwater or, or in the ocean in the, in the prom gown <laughs> once back in Cosmo, Mexico. I think that the, the, the key thing is, you know, I'm very hands-on from the minute I have inspiration to sketch from productions to bring in the gown to do trunk shows, fashion shows, uh, photo shoots and everything. I'm a, you know, sadly to say, you know, I'm building my team, but I was a one-man band. I've done everything. And every design that I have, it has a story. It has a reason to be in this collection. A lot of times, like I said, when we sit down, we, we have 50 gowns that comes in. Maybe sometimes we only put 12 gowns or 20 gowns fit into the season, this collection to tell the story. 
So, you know, we have gone the last season, we've gone to uh, the White Sand Dunes uh, uh, National Park. Um, this is in New Mexico and it's 110 degrees out there. We're out there for three days and, you know, just sweating off and then create this. Only you. I can't say only me, but what I'm saying is I'm there because I want to understand the look I want. The team I have is all very young. We, uh, they are in, you know, in their 30s. They have the same vision. You know, the models, they've been working with me since they're 14, 15 year old. And they understand that, you know, the, the vision, the look, the, the, it, it's, it's, it's a, a whole package. It started from a sketch, but it ends with everybody that's involved understand what I'm looking for. And you said something there that was very important. Your dresses tell a story. And I always tell my brides that your wedding is a play. It tells a story. And you have to tell the story in your words and what you visualize as the bride for the day. And a story starts with picking the design of the gown and from there, uh, fashioning the rest of your event according to the story in the gown. So as, as we've been talking, it really steps out in front of me that your creativity is really beyond belief because you're a hands-on person just like I was in the retail end of the business. I was always on the floor. I always watched what was going on. And I needed to have the last word on how something was finished. And it didn't matter how much time I took because the realization is I want to be the best for the client. (laughs) You want to be the best for the salons. And you are the best for the salons. You will continue to be the best. Tell us what's in the future. I think that, you know, to me, uh, I I said this, is that our line, it has to be an experience. And and I tell people this and people say, why don't you sell it on on the Internet, sell it on the story? I said, I can't tell my story through the Internet, unfortunately, even though it, it is the Internet era and stuff like that. I say the only way for me to spend all this time and effort to create these products I want the girl to cry in front of the mirror the first time they put on these gowns. I want them to feel like, you know, they were there at the right store that understood what she's looking for and knew her fairy tale. And she was able to get that feeling at the store. So, you know, with all my authorized dealers, I personally been to 90 percent of them. I personally been on the floor, work with Bryce, done my trunk shows. And I have the feeling that they are the right people to represent the line. And that's how we continue to do the business. I, I don't want to, 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 you know, just put a product on the floor. You know, we can do that. You know, there are p- plenty of products out there you pick and you, and, and you go. But to me, it's not. I want to be. Every time I do a trunk show, a lot of brides just be like, oh, my God, you're so fun to work with. I want to invite you to my wedding because they want to share their experience. They want to share the joy and happiness with somebody that's a part of their experience. And I want that to be every bride. Well, what what you're really doing, Jimmy, and it goes back to what I did over a 40-year period in the bridal industry, I wanted to be part of that girl's wedding. I wanted her to have a memory. It's important for you and the bride as a designer that you're creating the memory 
and you're also an advisor to them of what they need to know to feel comfortable and anxiety-free. Yeah. Too many girls today get too stressed over this, that, or the other thing. Um, most of my podcasts are going to be, you don't need to have anxiety. You need to have fun. You need to enjoy the experience and feel comfortable with everybody you're working with. You live your dream. You live your passion. It's a way of life. It is not an occupation. No. It's a way of life. Mine is a way of life. I knew no different. I went from the craft industry to the fashion industry. And in both of them, they kind of merged, but they were my way of life. And this is where your success is in because your heart and soul is in it. And it's not necessarily a numbers game. No. I mean, we know we're running a business. We know we need dollars and cents to make it operate properly. But our viewpoint on it is very different. And everybody doesn't have that. So if a bride sees you at a salon or sees your merchandise online, she can feel comfortable that what you're doing is for the sake of the bride to have an anxiety-free day and to fit the culture and the style of what the girl wants. You know, I always believe in this. And early year in my career, people tell me, says, if you have the right product and you present it the right way, and the money will come. It, it, it will, if you have what you got, you know, people is going to buy it, you know, as long as you're, you're consistent and you're, you're making people happy, money will come. And you know, Jimmy, I think what's important to us, I've known you over the years, is to be respected by people uh, because we're ethical. Uh, we say what we believe. We don't sugarcoat it. Um, I know when uh, I had the salon, if a girl put on a dress and I knew it was totally wrong, I said, take it off. Mm-hmm. And she'd yeah. look at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> and I said, honey, you can't. You, you can't go that down the aisle with this. It doesn't look right. This one over here is the one you should get. And 90% of the time, it was less money than the one she had on. The object wasn't what I sold. The object is what I sold right. Correct. And it starts with creativity that you can give us as a designer to be able to educate our clients when they do come into the salon. Right. You're one of my favorites. I knew you when your little ones were knee-high to a grasshopper and they were running around the showroom. And I remember saying to you, your designs are so intricate in pageant, you really, really need to go into bridal. And you did. You're successful. You're building, you're artistic, but you're also down to earth. And today, this is what we need. It took 10 years. People have told me to do a bridal for 10 years. And I always said, either I'm not ready for it, or I say, how much fun can you have with one color? So that's what kind of took 10 years for me to wrap my head around it. (laughs) I remember you telling me that and laughing. And I said, 
your creativity is going to grow bigger when you go into bridal. You have a lot to offer. We don't know what's ahead in your profession. Jimmy, tell the audience how we first met when your son was three and a half years old. (laughs) So we were we were in the showroom. You and Mr. Wayne Putnam was sitting uh, at a table right right by the the runway stage, and I just left you guys alone because you guys were having a deep conversation. And my three and a half year old picked up a shoe from the display rack, walks over, drop it on the table, turns around at you, Patrice, and he goes, "Miss Patrice, did you buy this from my daddy?" I turned around and the showroom and started laughing and tearing up because I said, I never taught him to say anything like that. But he was only three and a half little munchkin running around, barely knee high, like you said, and then asked you that question. I about died laughing. Well, you know, uh, it's funny, but I grew up in the business with my father like that, and he grew up with you. And he instinctively knew what to say. Of course, <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. I'm with Wayne. Wayne was one of the greatest men there ever was in the industry. He was your mender, my mender. We always went to him for advice. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're starting from the bottom and you're doing things your way, not the way everybody thinks it should be done, they go, oh, well, this won't work, but it does work. And that's the exciting part of developing something through a creative mind. You really don't listen to the other people. You just keep going. And going is the way we both did. And in our own right, we became very successful in our endeavors. A lot of hard work, had a lot of fun, but you know what? It was a way of life. Yeah, correct. I mean, you know, when I first met him, this is a, a true story. This is probably my third market. And he took me to the office uh, uh, on, on the floor and he set me down. And I go, Wayne, what's going on? He goes, I need to talk to you. And then first thing came out of his mouth, he said, you know, a young blood like you doesn't come into our industry very often. That's correct. And he says, you know, as you know, a lot of dinosaurs is in this industry, including myself. I said, I never looked at it that way. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then he goes, he goes, you know, focus on what you do. Don't let people tell you you can't do anything. And then, you know, you'll make it. You're going to make it. You will do well, you know. And when I have and this year, I opened up my new showroom in Atlanta. And I said, you know, Wayne, we talked about this, how to renovate showroom for many, many years. And then growing into the showroom that I wanted, I finally took over 10 years. Now I built this, you know, 2,500 square feet showroom on the atrium in the uh, America's Mart. And as first person I thought of, say, Wayne, I wish you were here, but... I know you're up there and 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 being proud of me and and Sharon and the Putnam's came by and all congratulated me. So that was the best feeling ever. Yes, they were the best and they guided us. And Wayne would say to me, "Just do it. Don't ask me again. Just do yeah. it. Don't talk <laughs> to anybody about anything." So our our life has been very blessed. We have uh, beautiful families, and we've done the best we could in business and. Uh, we're thankful for that. And Wayne is always looking over your shoulder. Absolutely. The only difference with Wayne is if you were on the phone, he would have hung up on you before you finished a sentence. <laughs> yeah. And he would go, all right, bang. And I knew, okay, I'm done. Yeah. So I better figure the rest <laughs> out myself. I'm kind of used to it because my, 
my mother does the same thing. So it, it wasn't too much of a culture shock to me. But, you know, it is limited. Well, there yeah. you go. It's only they talk, they finish, and that's it. End of story. That's <laughs> it. They're done. I think it's a pleasure that you've come on the show. I, I appreciate your loyalty, and I want to work with you from this point on and make everything successful. Yeah. And I, I, you know what? I do have one last thing to add is that I want everybody to know success will come, but it will come with sacrifice. There are so much things that you don't realize that you have to sacrifice to make up for the extra time, make up for the things that you do to make it better and make it perfect. So, you know, I, I tell the story. I say 2021, I've flown over 85,000 miles with American Airlines alone. I traveled every single weekend to a trunk shows, to a fashion shows, and stuff like that to be able to have a foundation of my collection. So success will come, but with a sacrifice. Absolutely correct. I can attest to that. It comes with a lot of sacrifice, but it also comes with a lot of heart. And I thank you. You're wonderful. And I hope we talk again. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thank you. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcasts. A special thank you to Frank Bird and the production team, producer Leah Haslidge, that's me, and audio engineer Dave Douglas. 